You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com. Now, folks, you can also find us at www.thefireplacechurch.org. And we have moved to Sunday nights only. We had a great time last Sunday. I want to invite you guys to hang out with us. You know, there's a lot of people that write us and say, Daniel, how can I find community? Where can I go to a church with like-minded people? Do you know anyone in Arizona? Do you know anyone in Vermont? Do you know anyone in Brazil? Do you, you know, because we have people listening to us from all over the world. The answer is typically no, I don't. Uh, I just am not that well connected, but we did build the Fireplace Church. For those of you that don't have local community and fellowship, you, you can have it. And so we have a live internet-based ministry service followed by live internet-moderated discussion groups. And you can talk face-to-face with people from around the world. And, you know, there's opportunity for great discussion. And so I want to invite you guys. Hang out with us. Have a good time. Uh, we had the Mysteries of the Human Spirit conference last weekend. And I'll tell you, that was the most attacked conference I have ever done. I got a number of really powerful testimonies from that conference. If you weren't there, I'm sorry you missed it. It was a really, really great time. There's a lot of teaching that went forth and, um, you, you know, a lot of questions that got answered. We sat there on Sunday for four hours with our Q&A free-for-all. And I'll tell you what, we ran the gamut. It was a lot of fun. And so, you know... There will be more conferences coming up in the near future, and I'll be making announcements on those soon enough. This coming week, uh, beginning Monday, we are starting the next phase of discipleship. 
If you have an email and you've been procrastinating, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to do discipleship, but I just haven't signed up yet, now's your chance because we're starting. Uh, I am making the announcement um, that the there, there is going to be three classes offered, Grace in Christ and Spiritual Warfare. We're not going to be offering the kingdom in this round. And so that, that that's that. I do have some books out there, Kingdom Government and The Promise of Sheep Nations. Higher Dimensions, Parallel Dimensions, and The Spirit Realm. Both of those I encourage you to get your hands on. Also, Noah's Ark in the End of Days, my first book. I uh, do want to say as well, this is going to be a kick-butt year. I, I really believe that, that God has some awesome things for 2017, for you, for others, um, for Bride Ministries as a whole. And, and I'll tell you what, we are off to one heck of a start. You know, just a couple weeks ago, I released something I call the Freedom from Human Persecutors Prayer. We're getting a ton of testimonies. This week, we're going to be talking about a bombshell. This program is called How to Ruin the Illuminati. And I, I want to tell you about what I think on this subject in just a minute. Before we get there, listen, we're doing a lot of work and we're doing the best with what we got uh, we've built an internet-based ministry service. We maintain the Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall podcast. We run discipleship groups. We have survivor support groups. We have uh, survivors that we are paying people to help. Um, and we are investing our money in our ministry field. And I'll tell you what, uh, we're able to do what we're doing because of you. In the future, we want to build a DID coaching school. We want to release a, a ministry for prayer. Um, we want to get into media. And we've been talking about building a media studio for a long time. There's a lot of components of our vision that we have yet to build. All of that costs money. It takes capital. And I want to thank you for those of you that have been helping us, that have been supporting us, that have been um, financially undergirding us to help us to continue everything we're doing. And, you know, this year, hopefully to even grow much more. You can help us and, and sow into us at bridemovement.com or thefireplacechurch.org. We also have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 6173, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. That's a new P.O. Box. And, um, you know, we just receive with a heart of gratitude what you guys are able to, to to give us because that is keeping all of our operations running and it's going to help us to expand in the future. With that said, we're going to be the, with the program in a minute. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
folks, you are listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. And, you know, today we're going to be getting into it on how to ruin the Illuminati. And I know that this is going to be like a shocker uh, title. Like, what the heck? How does Dan Duvall have a plan to ruin the Illuminati? I, I, I hope that this gets like a million views because, you know, the truth is that I actually think... That this program is going to be one of the most brutal assaults on the powers of darkness they've ever experienced. Because what I believe we have concluded in, 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 as a result of the work that I am doing with a number of people, Illuminati defectors, uh, highest level cults in the world. I, I mean, I work with these people and, and we are getting to the bottom of some things. And... And what I'm realizing is that as we get some of this codified or codified, it's, it's allowing me to see a bigger picture where, where in this picture, I'm actually seeing how in the spirit, these global puppeteers have gotten and leveraged and maintained power and how through understanding what's getting people set free in a one-on-one -on -one individual context, once codified, can actually collapse their power structures around the globe. And, you know, I'm, you, you want to know how I'm going to tell you the Illuminati gets ruined? It's through ministering freedom in Jesus Christ. Now, I, I hope that that's not a shocker to those of you that are listening to this program. It's like, oh, I thought you had something way cooler than that, Daniel. Of course I don't. There's nothing cooler than freedom in Jesus Christ. That's the whole reason why I do what I do. But at the level that I'm going to be talking about today, this freedom, I believe, is going to create major voids in the power structure of these puppeteers of darkness because, well, it's going to lead to freedom for key individuals. See, we have learned something about genetics and blood, and it is, uh, it's just profound. So this program is called How to Ruin the Illuminati because I think it's a really great title, but what I'm going to provide you in this program is another tool. What, what I'm going to provide you is one of the, I, I believe, most powerful prayers I've ever composed. And of course, you know, I've told you guys how to get free from heavenly powers. We And I published that prayer to the website. And since I published that prayer, I mean, we have had a lot of testimonies. I used the prayer. I got free. It works. It's powerful. It's, it's incredible how effective this prayer is. Then this year... I published a prayer on how to get free from human persecutors. And the number of testimonies we've received from that prayer has been impressive. People say, wow, it works. I'm seeing freedom I've never seen in my life. But this is so huge. It's mega. Well, um, you know, as, as we've been tracking this thing, how to codify freedom in Christ Jesus, we've gotten to another level. And we've gotten to the level of actually setting people free of bloodline bondages and genetic bondages. And it actually started 
with what, what I call the, the reptilian prayer, which I never really explained on my podcast. I just kind of threw it up there on my website and ha- had a conversation with Nikki. And, you know, we were like, yeah, and we used this prayer one time and it was really great. And we're putting it on the website, but I didn't really explain it to you. But there's a lot of growing revelation that's been happening as we've been codifying how people are getting free and tracking this thing. And it's led to another level of depth and understanding. And it's the understanding of how to get people set free, not just from non-human bloodline and genetic stuff, but from the Illuminati bloodline and genetic stuff, which is so huge because the Illuminati is actually drawing its power from its, uh, you could call it nodes. The people that have traces of their genetics and blood in them. And so as people, and this is the plan, right? How do you ruin the Illuminati? As people that are associated knowingly or unknowingly with these bloodline families begin to renounce their genetics and bloodline issues associated with these groups, what would happen is the, the, the bloodlines will lose those people as power sources and they will lose power. If hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people associated with these bloodlines around the world all began to renounce their bloodlines with the prayer I'm giving you today and get set free, I have very little doubt that we would see global collapse of satanic agendas. I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's just that profound. And so here's the deal, right? You have to understand. I can't believe, you know, and it's, it's just so funny, right? Nobody thinks they're going to be doing what they're doing with Jesus when they get started with their journey. If you would have asked me uh, 10 years ago, hey, Daniel, do you think you'd ever be doing a program on how to help people get set free in Jesus' name from bloodlines and genetic bondages to Illuminati films? Of course, I'd be like, who are you and where did you find that question? It's so weird. That's weird stuff. But you know what? I, I'm so far past trying to be like, you know, under the radar or trying to pretend like I'm going to fit in with other Christians or trying to, you know, I, I, I'm just done, right? Now I'm on assignment to get people free. And, and I'm just going to do my job and trust that, you know, well, God will find a way to deal with all my haters. The, the thing is, this is necessary and the time is now you know and so um in order to understand what i'm about to tell you what you have to understand is the relevance of bloodlines and its association with covenant okay now what we do not realize is that covenants are established in blood now we're going to take this to the bible and and, and find a foundation of understanding for what i want to tell you see um we know from the uh Last Supper, that the new covenant is established in the blood of Jesus. Now listen to this. In Luke chapter 22, verse 14, it says, And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said to them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, this, take this. 
and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And he said, see, this cup is the new Testament in my blood. That new Testament was actually anchored to his blood. Now, The only way we gain access to the new covenant is through his blood, right? And so all the Christians said, amen. Yeah, I'm used to that language. Now, first of all, uh, that word translated testament in Luke is the word diatheke. It means testament or covenant. Testament, covenant, testament, covenant. They actually are interchangeable English translations of the word diatheke, Um. And we have to understand a covenant is a binding agreement that connects people and kingdoms. See, through the blood of Jesus, we not only gain access to the person of Jesus Christ, but through Jesus Christ, according to, you know, John, we actually gain access to the Father. And through Jesus Christ, we gain access to his entire kingdom because Jesus Christ is the realm of his own kingdom. And so our heavenly places, our heavenly blessings are actually found in Christ Jesus, in him, because the Bible says in Ephesians 1.3, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, this is profound, right? So through the blood of Jesus, that is this new covenant, we are connected to Jesus. We are connected to salvation. We are connected to kingdom. We are connected to the Father. And it's because of covenant in his blood. Now, Here is the rub, okay? So when we begin to understand that covenant is established in blood, what we can do is extrapolate that biblical revelation that provides us a foundation for understanding how kingdoms relate, how people relate, how the the church relates to God. And then we can see what the devil can do with those mechanics. Because if blood can have a covenant established in it, what we have to realize is that there's a lot of, blood or bloodlines that will have covenants, contracts, agreements, oaths established in them. And see, this is where you begin to understand the revelation, the importance. Why is it all about bloodline with the Illuminati? It's because in the blood, the covenants, contracts, agreements, oaths that anchor those families to the powers of darkness that puppet them are stored. And these covenants in the blood are the back door of iniquity that not only hold the members of those families captive, but allows the powers of darkness that puppet them to redirect transactions and trade in the spirit realm around them. As a matter of fact, those backdoor iniquities allow the powers of darkness, right, privilege of, from their perspective, um, <laughs> cause for destroying and afflicting their lives, saying their blood and their genetics are our property and therefore so are they. And here's the thing, since Christians have never really made this connection 
that covenant is established in blood and therefore if my bloodline has been corrupted and defiled and covenanted with all these powers of darkness throughout history from generation to generation to generation multiplied iniquities and covenants going forth all the time um, and then combining because we're marrying one family iniquity with another family iniquity to birth this family iniquity and to get this matrix and to get that thing going. I mean, and this is what the Illuminati families have done for years, I mean, hundreds, thousands of years. They've, so, so, so they've been building on this principle that there are, is covenant in the blood. And so when, when people have ancestors, even if they are illegitimates, and, and, and so maybe they have, you know, two or three generations back, they, there was an Illuminati uh, or, or, or some kind of bloodline significant family with lots of covenants in the blood that, you know, maybe had sex with the maid and the, the maid was, you know, your great grandfather's mother. Those covenants in that blood follows even the illegitimate bloodlines down and they uh, are attacked and used and hijacked from the spirit realm for what's present. <laughs> this is the problem that people don't know about. So I meet people all the time. They're like, Daniel, no matter how much deliverance I do, I never get free. Right? How many times have I heard that? No matter how many prayers I say, they never work. No matter how much I tithe, no matter how much I give, I never get a financial blessing. No matter what I do, the demons are still attacking me at night. And, and it's just like, I'm so tired, God, of hearing these testimonies. Can you please give me a revelation that will help these people? Right? And so we're landing on another one. So <laughs> we've had to... Uh, the evening prayer, huge revelation, helped a lot of people. Freedom from principalities, huge revelation, helped a lot of people. Now we've had, since 2017, freedom from human persecutors, helping lots of people. Now we're getting to the bloodline and genetic level. And I'm going to tell you what, this is going to help a lot of people. Not only that, because of the nature of this type of freedom, it is actually going to depower the structures of the spirit that keep the powers at the top, the global puppeteers, in their positions. They will lose their power sources when they lose their family members as they renounce what they have received insofar as covenants and contracts and oaths and agreements by renouncing their bloodlines and turning over to the freedom and redemption found in Jesus Christ who has made us partakers of the family of God. <laughs> it's all about family. So, I'm going to get into this more. I'm, I'm actually going to get into this. And I'm, 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 what I'm going to do, I'm not just going to talk junk. I'm actually going to give you a prayer that I've already used and watched work. Because I have said this prayer that I'm going to give you today with people and seen the Spirit of God destroy the power of darkness on the genetic and bloodline level in people. And we have seen fruit from that freedom. So I know it works, right? And so what I'm going to give you is this tool that I know works. And what I hope is that this tool gets shared around the planet. I, I mean, if this could get translated into like 80 languages and given to every person that may or may not have Illuminati blood flowing through their veins or some kind of derivation or, or even important or prominent members of these families praying these prayers, I'll tell you what, we would see planetary deliverance. And, and you know what? I am I, I, I'm not really kidding. <laughs> Which is why I call this program How to Ruin the Illuminati. I mean, now, 
Is this actually going to happen? I don't know. It's up to God. My job is to simply put myself out there, throw myself on the tracks, go under the bus, and be the weird guy that actually says all this stuff, puts the tool out, and we'll see what the Holy Spirit does with it. But now I'll tell you what. (laughs) This is going to be a game changer. This is going to be a game changer. This could be a global game changer. And so, going on. I'm going to tell you this prayer, and uh, I'm going to read it. And, you know, I'm going to read it uh, and, and, and plug in one family name that everyone's going to be familiar with because they're very, very powerful, the Rothschild family. And almost anybody is going to be able to associate the name Rothschild with, um, you know, the Illuminati idea. And so I'm going to actually read this prayer subbing in their name because I hope that lots of people that have Rothschild blood in them actually do say this prayer. And (laughs) we'll see what happens to the family. But, you know, in this prayer, which you will be able to find at www.bridemovement.com, I actually made a whole list of a whole bunch of Illuminati families that you may or, you know, actually need to renounce. And the best way to, to go through this when you're going to go through this for yourself is to actually go through, read through the family names and ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, is this or trace elements of this found in my blood, in my genetics? Am I, am I receiving backdoor attacks in my life, backdoor sabotage, because somehow somewhere way back there, I have some kind of, you know, contribution from these folks and... And, and I'm suffering the consequences of it now. So, so go through the list. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say Rothschild. We got on that list, McDonald, Cavendish, De Medici, Hanover, Krupp, Habsburg, Plantagenet, Rockefeller, Romanoff, Sinclair, Warburg, Windsor, Astor, Bundy, Collins, DuPont, Freeman, Onassis, Reynolds, Russell, Van Dyne, Disney, Merovingian, Bruce, Kennedy, Lee, um, and... Uh, Bauer. Um, this is the prayer. It reads, Father in heaven, I come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and I renounce my Rothschild bloodline, genetics, and markers, and all the powers of darkness associated with this, and serve them a bill of divorce. I pull up the hidden documents detailing every covenant, contract, and oath entangling me and command that they be stamped with the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your heavenly hosts would be put on assignment to discover and apprehend every altar or part in me that is loyal to the Rothschild bloodline. I pray that those parts would be escorted before the throne of the Father in heaven to be purged of their Rothschild components and completely healed and delivered. I now deed all territory in me occupied by Rothschild genetic code, markers, and blood, and all sentient intelligences, along with their agendas, connected realms, and timelines, over to the kingdom of God. And I invite you, Lord Jesus, to take the throne and to rule over this territory with your rod of iron. In the name of Jesus, I now bind all gatekeepers and discover each and every portal access point associated with Rothschild genetics, markers, blood, and all sentient intelligences, along with their agendas, connected realms, timelines, and associated counterfeit inheritance. 
I place the blood of Jesus upon every portal access point, and I seal them with the Holy Spirit. I declare that they are put to sleep and permanently deactivated from this day, for from this point in time, and out of time forward. I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and I cut myself free from all Rothschild genetics, markers, and blood, including all sentient intelligences, along with their agendas, related realms, timelines, and counterfeit inheritance in Jesus' name. I return every form of counterfeit inheritance, including or inclusive of promised wealth, position, status, calling, ability, power, pride, genetic code, seed, and any other form of counterfeit inheritance in Jesus' name. I refuse it and sever myself from it. And from this point in time forward, I choose to receive my inheritance in Jesus Christ. I also declare your word, which says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. I receive the wealth held hostage by my Rothschild bloodline as a recipient of wealth transfer in Jesus' name. Furthermore, my physical children are an inheritance in Jesus Christ, and I receive them and their redemption in Jesus Christ. I renounce all spirit children related to my Rothschild bloodline and undo all quantum entanglements involved in their creation. I command their judgment and the purging of the realms they occupy by judgment through living water. I now receive a blood transfusion from Jesus Christ. In the process, I declare that all Rothschild's circuitry, nanotech, backdoors, front doors, wires, cables, chips, computers, backup programs, backup power sources, receptors, and eggs are destroyed and that all of their residue is purged with living water. I now take authority over every evil spirit on the inside of me and around me that has been operating due to my Rothschild genetic code, markers, assignments, and blood. I declare that you are discovered, apprehended, bound, pierced through, and thrust out of me for judgment. I also discover every part that is a composite of genetic components of me and others associated with the family, held together by a cord that binds. I declare that the cords are cut and that each part is separated into its components. All demonic components and components that are not of me are now bound and thrust out of me for judgment. I declare that all of you are now being sent to where the true Lord Jesus Christ sends you. Lastly, I pray that every spiritual object, tattoo, device, label, jewel, crown, scepter, marker, power source, grid, or branding placed in or around every part of me in order to anchor in my Rothschild heritage would be consumed in the holy fire of Jesus Christ and totally dissolved. I close every door, known and unknown, seen and unseen, and call them completely sealed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, folks, that's a mouthful. And I'm going to tell you what. Every time I have gone to a deeper level on this stuff, it, it, I, I have had to add new revelation, right? So there was a ton of revelation that it took to articulate how to help people get set free from heavenly powers in an expedited fashion. But when I went to move into the freedom from human persecutors, it, I actually had to build upon that revelation with some other insights and I'll tell you what, with the bloodline revelation, it's gone another level deeper insofar as how and why this prayer works. And I'm going to, in this program, actually begin to break it down. 
from a scriptural standpoint, because that, you know that's what I love to do. I love to ground everything out with the Word of God as much as possible. Now, let's just be real. In the days that Jesus was walking the earth, did he have to deal with artificial intelligences and computers that are the size of, you know, uh, nanometers? Um, no, he didn't have to deal with that. So there are things that we are actually up against now that there's no direct revelation in the Word of God for, but there are principles that undergird an understanding that will help us to address it with the power of Jesus Christ anyway. So um, beginning at point one, and I, I love to do this thing. Every time I do one of these prayers, I, I try to keep it to 10 points because it makes it easier to explain, to break down, and to follow through as you yourself will pray through it. Um, and in point one of this prayer, the idea is that you are renouncing your bloodline, genetics, markers, and all the powers of darkness associated with it, serving them a bill of divorce. What that means is that you are legally divorcing the bloodline. <laughs> You're divorcing the genetics, the markers. See, the powers of darkness that stand behind the Illuminati bloodlines hold their subjects captive because of covenants established in the blood. Even in my principality for how to get free of heavenly powers, I always have to address genetic code um, because that's where they're holding on many times. And, and so they establish their covenants in the blood. Um, markers are genes or a gene or short sequence of DNA used to identify a chromosome or locate other genes on a gene map. When you're getting set free of stuff on this level, you need to deal with the markers. Um, when the powers of darkness have genetics and blood in an individual or a family, they view that family or individual as their property because legally having received of their blood or genetics, inheritance, all that stuff, it actually makes them a partaker of the nature and kingdom of those powers, right? Because when we partake in the blood of Jesus, we actually partake in his kingdom. Well, it's the same thing with the powers of darkness. When we partake of their blood, even if you didn't volunteer for it, you're still partaking in their kingdom. And they look at that as, well, you're the property now. You're the slave and I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to get, well, I'm going to get away with it because, you know, there are some legalities of the Spirit that make this possible until we as a body of Christ realize it, call it out, cancel it, and that's when justice begins to reign. And so, here's the deal. When a person is in bondage to a heavenly power, there is virtually always some kind of uh, contractual agreement between the parties. This is what we call the covenant. You know, this is demonstrated in Jeremiah 3.8. You know, God had moved to marry the nation of Israel. And he did. And then they committed adultery. So in Jeremiah 3, God said, For all the causes which backsliding adultery, or Israel had committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a certificate of divorce. So God was not only married to Israel, he actually also divorced the nation. And here's the deal. Heavenly powers can be divorced. And if God can divorce Israel, that sets up a premise that any heavenly power can be divorced from people. And so when we're looking at divorcing the bloodline, we're divorcing the bloodline and separating ourselves from the covenant that anchor us to the powers that are behind that bloodline that are in the heavens, the cosmic beings, the fallen angels, all that stuff.
This is hugely important. Um, and moving on, you know, there, there, there's this idea, and I, I talked about this in a previous program, of, of pulling up something I call hidden documents. Um, pulling up hidden documents is a shorthand way of dealing with secret covenants, contracts, and or oaths that may exist between the person and a heavenly power. And, and this then is established in the bloodline. So it, is, it establishes agreements between the bloodline and the heavenly powers. Um, and, and see, the thing is, is that these bloodlines have been built upon iniquity, upon iniquity, upon iniquity from generation to generation to generation. I'll tell you what, there's no way to discover all of the iniquity that went into your Illuminati bloodline in the year of 2017. You're just not going to figure it out. There's way too much. So this is a shorthand way of just pulling it all up at once because you're, you're saying, I'm done with the whole bloodline. I don't want all of the covenants that are in that blood anymore. And, and I'm going to get out of it because of the power of the blood of Jesus and a superior covenant established in superior blood, right? So you can't do this one without Jesus. But, you know, I am telling you that uh, there is something really cool coming in 2017. See, see, God is moving, folks. And, and you know, one of the things that I think sets my mindset apart from, you know, others and some that I fellowship with, whatever, is that I do not see what the body of Christ is up against as as, as uh, impossible or insurmountable. I, I am awake. I am aware. I mean, I'm dealing with this stuff, global agenda and all of that every day because I work with the people that are coming out of the cults and organizations like the Illuminati that are authoring this stuff and trying to get them set free and having quite a bit of fruit and success at this point. I mean, we are really cooking with gas. And I'll tell you, being in it every day and confronted with the reality of what they're doing, I do not see that as insurmountable. What I see it as is something to be challenged and confronted in Jesus' name. And I'm believing God constantly. Look, we have more power in Jesus Christ than they have in Lucifer. And that is the centerpiece of my belief system, period. And um, so so that's that, that, that positions me to receive from God revelation on how that can manifest <laughs> in real time, right? Well, this is one of the ways. Getting people set free from their bloodlines is a huge, huge step forward in the advancement of the agenda of God's kingdom and the deconstruction of their kingdoms. Anyway, so when you when you talk about the covenants that are in the blood and all of these hidden agreements that you can never learn or figure out in a million years, you, you, you can use this shorthand, which actually is language that I pulled from something that I, it was a, a, a prophetic word I read at Montauk. And I did a program um, after I, I took a trip to Montauk and actually walked the land with the survivor and God had, over a period of days, given me a prophetic word to read as a decree on that land. And in that prophetic decree, which I, I, on the program, I actually read one page of it. I, I did not have a release to read all three pages of it for several reasons. But um, I'll tell you what, they got read. And I'm actually watching right now in real time how it's manifesting. But the, uh, 
the language, hidden documents, was actually in that prophetic word. And I learned that God will use this shorthand himself. And so I took it and began to apply it in prayer, where hidden documents are all of the covenants, contracts, and oaths that exist in spiritual places, libraries, record halls, whatever have you, that we don't have access to in a natural, nor can we know or pull up. Well, um, this language pulls them all up, and it's according to Colossians 2, 13 and 14. Now watch this. It says, And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. The phrase handwriting of requirements is translated from the Greek phrase chirographon dogma. Now, chirographon means anything written by hand but can more specifically apply to a legal document, bond, or note of debt. Dogma refers to decrees, laws, or ordinances, and in this context means a body of beliefs or practices that have become the guidelines governing a person's conduct or way of life. And what does the Bible say about chirographon dogma, the handwriting of requirements? It says it was wiped out. And that's what we're doing. We're applying the word of God to the sticky situation. We're saying we're pulling up all the hidden documents, covenants, contracts, and oaths. And we're commanding that they are stamped by the blood of Jesus. Why? Because the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. And we overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so this, this first phrase is hu humongously powerful. But then we follow it up with a whole bunch more. And this is going to be a very thorough work. And, um, you know, there are components of this prayer that won't apply to everybody. I, I, I know that. Um, but there are plenty of people that will read these prayers and find the Holy Spirit prompting them and say, you know what, I, I need you to just pull up this prayer and say it for the Rockefeller family. Or I need you to pull up this prayer and say it for the Kennedy family. Because, you know, you, you did have like that relative or cousin or whatever, their last name is this. And even though you don't think you have any association with this stuff, say the prayer, right? And maybe it all doesn't apply to you, but um, it's a thorough prayer to address the needs of some of you that will read this prayer who have really deep bondage. Anyway, the next step is to say, in the name of Jesus... I pray that your heavenly host will be put on assignment to discover and apprehend every altar or part of me that is loyal to the bloodline. I pray that those parts would be escorted before the throne of the Father in heaven to be purged of their family components and completely healed and delivered. Now, giving angels assignments is something that some Christians think we have no business doing. Well, I tell them, good luck. You can do it your way. I'll do it mine. See, the thing is, when it works and God honors it, <laughs> I go with it, right? And and I have, look, from personal testimony, worked with angels many, 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 many times. And I have seen that they receive assignment from us speaking the word of God. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, Psalm 103.20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word, Right? So they do the commandments of God and hearken unto the voice of his word. But who, who is the voice of his word? Well, his word is what we are supposed to put in our mouths. So when we speak the word of God, angels take those words and execute their assignments. 
That's why Psalm 103.20 exists. So for all those people that say, oh, well, angels, you know, they don't do anything. They're, they're usually the people that have no job to give the angels because they're the ones that are so <laughs> crushed under the weight of their losing uh, to, the, to the devil that, that they spend most of their time complaining. And, you know, when you complain a lot, whine, murmur, babble, gossip, slander, whatever, um, you are actually speaking words that the angels don't grab because they can't use them. So who grabs those words? The demons. And then they use them against you and others. It's, it's profound. So we, we, when we keep the word of God in our mouths, we actually keep angelic activity in a momentum around our lives. <laughs> but applied to this prayer, you can give the angels assignments because they are made ministering spirits for those who are inheriting salvation, according to Hebrews 1.14. And uh, they will do what they're told in the context of this prayer. And, and what I have them do is take parts of people that are loyal to the family before the throne of the Father in heaven. Why? Because I want them purged of their components that, that force them or mind control them into being loyal to the family. And uh, it, it's very important. And we have permission in Hebrews 4.16 to do this because it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. You know, this entire prayer is applied revelation. The entire prayer is applied revelation, meaning we've had to go to very deep place with the Spirit of the Lord. We've had to understand complex conversations happening in the Spirit and, 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 and extract knowledge um, from deep places in the mind of Christ in order to get this articulated. But once it's articulated, it works. And actually, you don't have to completely understand everything I'm explaining like right now in order for this prayer to set you free. You just have to have faith that Jesus Christ can set you free. The language will fill the gap and fulfill all the legal requirements of the Spirit that are necessary to be fulfilled as you are believing Jesus for your freedom. And I'll tell you what, that's why this prayer has been creating and leading to so much fruit. It actually is setting people free from genetic and bloodline level bondage. So, um, moving on to point three, and I, I, let me tell you, uh, I'm, 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 I'm doing this program, right? I'm, I'm not going to be here for four hours telling you all the intricacies and all the stuff about this prayer. It's just too much. I'm kind of flying because I want to give you enough to say, oh, there's a legitimacy to this prayer. I don't just want to put the prayer out there and say, just say this. I want to give you enough legitimacy to the prayer to help you understand why it's going to work. But I'm not sitting here to do an entire seminar on all the revelation that goes behind this prayer because it's just too much. So we're, we're going to fly. There's going to be certain things, components of this prayer. I'm not going to totally unpack. But, you know, that, that's what we're doing here, right? This is one, one program. What I'm wanting to do is make people aware. This resource is now available at bridemovement.com under our prayer resources tab. Okay, next point. Three, I now deed all territory in me occupied by, you know, the family, uh, Rothschild genetic code markers and blood and all sentient intelligences along with their agendas, connected realms and timelines over to the kingdom of God. And I invite you, Lord Jesus, to take the throne and to rule over this territory with your rod of iron. Now, this is profoundly powerful language. 
Why? Because what, what you're looking at here is you're looking at yourself as territory, right? Your body, your blood, your genetics. It's, it's actual territory. And, and at present, if you are in bondage to an evil bloodline, that territory is being camped on by evil powers and their agendas. And so you want those evil powers and their agendas to be displaced from that territory. You want redeemed territory. You want bondage-free territory. You know, and so uh, in this part of the prayer, we are literally deeding over components of our physical nature down to the subatomic level to the kingdom of God. Now, let me tell you about sentient intelligences. You'll be reading this prayer like, what is a sentient intelligence? You know, let me tell you how, you know how we figured out sentient intelligences? <laughs> because we're going through, I mean, just different kinds of massive spiritual warfare conflict encounters and attempts to get people free. And the Holy Spirit will language something for us. And when the Holy Spirit languages something for us, there's a language that comes up and it, 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 it comes by revelation to either me or the person I'm working with and we have to call it out and when we speak it out the languaging that the Holy Spirit provides us there's a breakthrough and then we get to follow up that breakthrough with some research like well what was the Holy Spirit talking about that led to your breakthrough and it's a sentient intelligence is essentially an artificial intelligence having the ability to feel, perceive, and experience subjectively. This may sound strange, but they use this type of thing to reinforce bondage in people that have been born into bloodlines, that have been put through government-sponsored mind control projects, uh, that have been through various high-level cult stuff. I mean, they, they are actually employing things like sentient intelligences. It's really... Wow, it's right up there with the uh, implants. And of course, we have seen the angels of the Lord and uh, manifesting the healing power of Jesus Christ and, and Jesus himself pulling implants, physical implants out of bodies. I mean, we, 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 we see that, we watch that, that. That is part of deliverance in some cases. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's just the reality of what the body of Christ is up against in this day and hour. Sentient intelligence is a real thing. As strange as it may sound, they are used. So that's on the list, right? You don't even have to know what a sentient intelligence is. If you call it out by faith, believing that this prayer is setting you free, it's working against that stuff anyway. Now, um, another thing that people are going to have a hard time understanding, and, and this is a deep secret. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, are you going to find this in the Bible? No, you're going to find uh, principles that provide a foundation of understanding that will help you to connect the dots so that you can understand what I'm saying, but it's not going to be spelled out word for word in the Bible, um, like many things we, we run up into and have to deal with. And so what, what you have to understand, in order to understand what I'm about to tell you, is that the Bible says in Ephesians 6.12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness, and, and against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You know, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places i have found include illuminati scientists which in many cases are parts or alters dissociated 
fragments of people in the Illuminati that are pulled out of body and exist in other realms. While the presenter and the core may or, well, may or may not be the core, but you know, other portions of the person are in the physical body on the earth living life. And, and they still have these laboratories in heavenly places. And uh, many of the Illuminati laboratories we've found are in other realms. And, and I know they're there because we've gone after them. Sometimes we, we destroy them in Jesus' name uh, as we are uh, administering justice. So anyway, um, there are heavenly places. There are spiritual hosts of wickedness. And I'm, I'm connecting a dot for you now. Some of these spiritual hosts of wickedness include Illuminati scientists that are doing their work in other realms. And what, when they're in the other realms, one of the things that they are doing is creating designer children. And so they take um, all kinds of different pieces of genetic code, human and non-human, and combine it. And they are taking that and implanting um, those children into human mothers on the earth um, and I don't know all of the mechanics of how this happens. And I think from one case to the next, mechanics can change and shift and look a little different here or there, whatever. But the idea is that they are putting all kinds of strains of foreign code to enhance the iniquity within the person in their genetics and blood. And then they put them in a human woman. They're born onto the earth in a human body or a body that's mostly human or looks human. Um, and they'll even have a human spirit. But they are encoded with bondage. And so uh, in, in doing work with many survivors, when we get into preconception work and, and the Holy Spirit begins to lead us into revelation on this level, we begin to see the laboratories and to see what was done in order to make them. <laughs> and, and so they're getting all of this extra right and 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 this extra they didn't sign up for they didn't volunteer they didn't ask for it they just got it they they were born with it and it follows them and allows access to them by the powers of darkness all their lives now how silly is it to have that be your problem and to tell the person oh just repent of your alcohol and your whole life will get better you know and so we as the body of Christ have been kind of silly with this thing because we don't know what we're up against. So we just give people bad advice that will never help them. And then, and, and then we expect it to make them better, you know. And so I feel so bad for survivors sometimes. It's like, you guys, you guys got it rough. Um, so we, we've learned the truth, right? We, we know what they're doing. And of course, this is to advance their agendas because it's accelerating things. You know, if they, if they can get these designer, uh, you know, combinations in in, in in the genetic and blood area inside of people, then they can platform them in very specific ways for very specific assignments and purposes to advance their globalist agenda in the earth in this hour. All right. So anyway, um, because of this, it's basically made freedom all but impossible with the current framework in the church of cosmology and our working understanding of deliverance. But praise God, <laughs> we're figuring it out. So Due to the presence of blood and genetic code holding covenants, binding the person to evil powers, uh, heavenly places full of wickedness and evil agendas and even other timelines, um, 
people have a big problem. <laughs> and and what's happening is because they did this, and then they conceived the child, child's born with this going on as their root level bondages, like at the base level. I mean, this is what's going on. Um, they're able to anchor to these individuals their evil realms and timelines. And, and, and the goal is to have human platforms for second heaven agendas walking the earth. They want to have human platforms for second heaven agendas walking the earth. And so survivors, um, especially on Illuminati level, whatever, they, they're walking platforms. Um, we, as the body of Christ, are walking platforms for third heaven agendas. And we walk the earth, right? So the, we are actually called the hands and feet of Jesus. <laughs> we are platforms for the activity of God. That's what we're designed to be. But if we can function that way for God, who is spirit, because the Bible says God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We, we can also be walking platforms for the influence in the earth of other evil things and their realms and their evil agendas. You know, uh, this, and, and of course, when you say realm, what do you mean, Daniel? I mean, they're evil heavenly places, right? Ephesians 6.12, Ephesians 3, uh, which says, uh, to the intent that now by the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. These are, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so, so, so they anchor these things to people. And, and they're using the rights that they have because of their blood and the genetics to do it. On timelines, they see this, this language may sound a bit more strange, right? It's like, okay, I, I, could buy, I can buy realms, Daniel, because you said that that's heavenly places and that's in the Bible. Where do you get timelines from? I thought it's just time passes. Well, if you've been spending much time with quantum physics, what you're going to realize is that not even all of the planets are on the same timeline. Um, Different areas of the universe experience time totally differently. That's just mathematic. Um, expand that to multiple dimensions, and uh, you, you really get some interesting things. Um, there's a lot that I could say on this. As a matter of fact, I wrote a whole book called Higher Dimensions, Parallel Dimensions in the Spirit Realm. And in that book, I actually get into the conversation on timelines, and I have almost a whole chapter dialoguing about some of these things and uh, putting all the pieces together. What I'm going to say here is just a few words. If you don't get the book. But the Bible says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. And this is the thing, right? What God is saying in, in Deuteronomy 30, 19 is that he has created more than one possible future. That's how you set before, Right? Let's say um, I come to you and I say, I have set before you steak and lobster. You have one plate of steak, one plate of lobster. You have two options, but you will pick one. That's what God's saying. He's like, instead of steak and lobster, he said life and death. Um, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Right. So he actually says, I create possible futures, plural. And the one that manifests is the one that is chosen by human agreement. That's how it works, according to the Bible, right? So if you think about waking up in the morning, your alarm clock goes off. The moment you hit that alarm clock, boom, two possible futures exist. In one, you get out of bed and you get to work on time. In two, you go back to sleep 
and you get to work late, right? So you have different possibilities. Which one's going to happen? God is not going to make you get out of bed. That's a choice. So you actually get to choose your possible future. And that is actually how God remains just and righteous in his judgments of us. Because some people think God is just going to manifest his will and whatever happens is just the manifesting will of God happening all the time. Well, that's dumb. Because that means that it is literally God's will that Hitler kills 6 million Jews. Is that the will of God? Um, it is God's will that all these people die and go to hell. Is that the will of God? The Bible says it is not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so you, you really run into some big problems with this philosophy. You have to back up and say, wait a minute. Will of God, one, is not always being done. Two, God actually creates possible futures and gives us the choice of which one we're going to walk in so that when we choose poor choices over and over and over again, and then we get to our end of our lives, die, stand before God, and he says, well, here's your judgment. He's just in that because you have no argument. You can't say, well, God, you never gave me a choice. So how can you judge me? He said, God gave you every choice. And when you make them, then he'll judge your choices. <laughs> That's how it works, right? So the Bible says he sets before them life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. In Isaiah 45, 7, it says, I form light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So what we have to understand is that God actually does create evil because in order to create choice, in order to create cursing, in order to create death, he has to create evil. But he creates evil because he creates choice because he does not ever override the, the law that he set in place called human free will. That's just the way it is. So, so there are timelines, right? And that's where timelines come from. This idea that if there are possible futures, there are also potential pasts, there are alternate presents, and they exist in alternate dimensional space from what I consider to be the base timeline, and I'm not going to get into here why I believe there is a base timeline. Again, you can just grab my book. But what I am saying here is that there are multiple timelines, and we actually are able to tune in and out of different timelines based on what we are agreeing with at present. You know, you you could be on a timeline taking you to total destruction at the bottom of a bottle because you you are addicted to alcohol and just getting totally trashed every night but you see jesus can step into your life and you get delivered from that and then what happens is you shift the course and the trajectory your life is going you actually begin to go towards a different possible future one that does not hold all the consequences of continuing in that life of sin and self-destructive choice um so that's kind of how it works. But here's the thing. The powers of darkness have figured out, and, and, and this is what we figured out, that they figured out how to create counterfeit timelines. So they go into alternate dimensional space, but apart from the timelines that are the design of God, they've actually built counterfeit timelines, which deviate from the plans of God. I mean, this even gets into their whole agenda for the last days. What we've learned is that they've created counterfeit timelines to try to fulfill the word of God in ways that have nothing to do with what God actually intends to manifest according to his word for the last days. And so thereby, if they're able to manifest a version of God's word, but on their terms... 
Their plan is to backdoor God through the fulfillment of his own word and beat him. That That's actually one of their plans. And um, I'm not going to go any deeper into that. In other podcasts, I've kind of gone into some of the ways we've seen how that, that's been done. But the idea is that for those that are in bondage to these bloodlines, this is a takeaway. They're anchoring you to timelines. And it's stealing your destiny. One, it's um, anchoring you to agendas that will advance their goals in the earth. Whether you want to advance their goals or not, because you never got a vote. It's just been done. And that's the, the criminal activity. It's so bad. Which is why when we see God move in justice on some of this stuff, it's so mighty. I mean, we are seeing the ministry of God's wrath in some cases. And God is destroying this. He's destroying their timelines. He's destroying their realms. And, and, and so because I see it and I see God addressing it, I know it's true. Anyway, I'm just telling you, this is why the prayer is languaged this way. Um, the, you know... The Bible says in Psalm 2.9, You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Revelation 19.15 says, Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Okay. So we, we, we are actually inviting Jesus to step in and to rule with that rod of iron that's referred to in Scripture. I mean, he's going to dash those enemies of the cross to pieces um go to war go to bat on our behalf to set us free you know and 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 the power of jesus is the power by which all of this becomes possible point four in the name of jesus i now bind all gatekeepers i discover every portal access point associated with the rothschild family genetics markers blood all sentient intelligences along with their agendas connected realms timelines and all associated counterfeit inheritance you know in first kings chapter 8 we see that the temple is being built and the temple is for the purpose of giving the divine presence an interface point into the earth so the divine presence uh the shekinah glory of god resided or would dwell above the mercy seat between the wings of the cherubim. That was God's interface point with earth. And the Bible says that we are the temple of God. So our body, our physical body is called the temple of God. We are also spiritually the temple of God. Um, Our body, souls, and spirits can be accessed from the spirit realm through portals. Now the proper portal to be accessed by is the Holy Spirit right? The Holy Spirit in your spirit. And so when that is your connection, you're linked up with the kingdom of God and you have the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit moving through you. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But instead, there's all kinds of stuff that can link and portal into us and move through us. And when our bloodline and genetics are compromised, believe me, there's a lot of stuff that's portaling through you right now. And that is what we are trying to break in Jesus' name. So when you have these access points uh, because of design, they will be guarded by something I call them gatekeepers. You know, uh, a, uh, a gatekeeper can be a demon. It can be human fragments of other people, hybrid spirits, synthetic spirits, spirit children. Uh, they can also be 
uh, altars of the of, of a person or fragments of us that are loyal to the family bloodline or cult. I mean, they, they, so so these are guarded. We need to put the guards down because we're about to dress them and shut them all down. We're saying, look, we're, we're divorcing the bloodline. We're cutting ourselves off from all these portal access points because we, we're understanding our design. We know how you hacked us. Now we're going to engineer our way out of it with the power of the word of God. I use the word gatekeeper as an umbrella term because I don't want to figure out if your gatekeepers are synthetic spirits, spirit children, or fragments of other people. I don't care. Uh, and, and so the language of the prayer really kind of helps you to expedite this process. Let me tell you, when you spend as much time on the front lines of getting people set free as I do, you begin to look for shortcuts and shorthand. Because you don't want to sit there and do overly lengthy processes if there is a revelation that can unpack a faster way. Gatekeepers is a great shorthand way of de dealing with stuff. Um, just like we have an inheritance as members of the family and bloodline of God, there is a counterfeit inheritance associated with Illuminati bloodlines, and we are actually severing ourselves from that in this process. Now, the next step is to place the blood of Jesus on all the portal access points and to put them to sleep and deactivate them in Jesus' name. And I use language in the prayer from this point in time and out of time forward because, uh, well, then that gets kind of funny. But the language is, is effective. Um, 1 John 1 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You know, just like blood clots cover a wound, the blood of Jesus covers an opening in the spirit. I, and I've said this before in other contexts, whatever. I, I use the blood of Jesus to seal off access points in the spirit. You know, oh, my chakra access points are all open. Well, repent for having them opened um, and renounce, you know, the occult activity going through them and let's cover them with the blood of Jesus. Shut it down. Um, it's 2 Corinthians one twenty two. who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. You know, the Holy Spirit seals us, right? And so if he can have that sealing effect in us, I just apply that. Apply it. Seal it. Seal it with the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Boom. Um, point six on this prayer it says, I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and I cut myself free from all the Rothschild genetics, markers, and blood, including all sentient intelligences, along with their agendas, related realms, timelines, and counterfeit inheritance in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible says that the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Man, that sword goes through everything. And so you just need to know what to put your sword through. <laughs> and... Um, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're, we're just chopping all of this stuff off. And then we move to point seven. I return every form of counterfeit inheritance, including promised wealth, position, status, calling, ability, power, pride, genetic code. See, see and if you have um, association with bloodlines, but you are amnesic of it, this is going to be very important because you may be thinking, well, I think I might have this, but I'm completely amnesic to any kind of involvement I would have in any evil stuff. But you don't know what they did to dissociated parts of you and what those dissociated parts of you have inherited or are doing as job and role assignments in the spirit realm. What kind of callings they're carrying out that you're amnesic of. And so 
anytime that this is going to be an issue at all, just go through the whole prayer. It's like, well, that doesn't seem like it applies to me. Just say the words and see what happens. I mean, and I'll tell you what, you know, I've taken people through prayers. You know, this one um, and and the principality prayer, freedom for human persecutors, prayer, a whole number of bloodline prayers for non-human bloodline stuff. I mean, this, and to watch people manifest, to watch people struggle in the areas of these prayers that they would in a million years never agree they would have an issue with. It's just amazing. So anyway, returning the counterfeit inheritance is important because we're saying you can have it back. You know, take your garbage. We're returning the shipment. We don't need it. You know, the spirits often will argue that a person can't be free if they try to keep their counterfeit inheritance. And I've actually had spirits literally say you can't do that because they still have this counterfeit inheritance or that or whatever and so the language just is built into the prayer to deal with it we're giving it back and then you refuse it and in place of the counterfeit inheritance you receive your inheritance in christ you know and and one of the ways to think about this it's, it's like think about a safe right let's say i have a safe and it's a you know two foot by two foot safe and i fill it with fool's gold. Fool's gold is not real gold. It really doesn't have much value at all. It's a yellow rock. Now, if I fill my safe with fool's gold, there's no space for me to actually fill it with real gold, even if someone tries to give me some. It won't fit. I can't put it in there because the counterfeit is holding space. So it really, if we want to receive what God actually has for us, we have to give up what the devil gave to us that holds space. It, it, it's kind of like that. So, um, then you move forward and it says, ah, <laughs> I also declare your word, which says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. Now, um, in separating from an Illuminati bloodline, I'm going to be honest, people may, uh, especially if they know they're part of an affluent family, get very concerned about losing everything. They're like, wait a minute. If I give back my inheritance, even if it's counterfeit, like, I, I mean, I got a lot of money. I got a lot of stuff. Like, I don't want to lose all of that. You know, uh, it would be very nerve-wracking. Um, it's nerve-wracking if people have nothing. So I can only imagine, right? And so here's the thing, though. What I'm con- beginning to conclude, and, 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 and hear me, hear my heart here, guys. I am going so deep right now, right? Um, I may get a couple of these mechanics a little skewed or off. I, I may not be 100%. I might be at like 93% here insofar as describing some of these mechanics. But I'm going out on a limb because I know the prayer works and I want you free. But, you know, what I'm beginning to understand, and we'll just use that language, is that uh, the wealth kind of belongs to the powers of darkness that rule the families. And so the people in the families receive it from generation to generation through agreements associated with the covenants in their blood. Why do you say that? Well, when people defect, here's what I watch happen. They are often stripped of wealth and opportunity. <laughs> why, why does that happen? Why is it so easy? Well, it seems like the powers of darkness through the covenants in the blood get to direct where the wealth goes and who gets it in the families. And so if you're loyal, you get it. If you're not, you don't, you know, and then they try to destroy your life in other ways. So, 
I'm just watching. I'm trying to connect some dots, and I'm saying, okay, so how 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 can we mediate the situation? Well, when we renounce the bloodline, we are actually removing the right of the powers of darkness to destroy us financially due to the covenants in our blood. And then on the other side of that freedom, we gain the right to plunder the wealth of these evil powers manifesting in the families through wealth transfer promises associated with the word of God and our inheritance in Jesus Christ. So you're you're basically saying, look, all of the covenants that allow me to get wealth if I play by your rules, I'm going to break and renounce because I'm going to be delivered from your bloodline. And once I'm out of those agreements that have that little, you know, subtext that says, if I leave, I lose everything. And I agree to it. Signed, you know, my genetics that you gave me. um, we, We have now burned the contract. And so now that the contract's burned, we can look at that wealth and we say, and in the name of Jesus, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just, according to what? Proverbs 13, 22. So now you're in a position to actually demand wealth transfer. And that's a much healthier way to receive what the powers of darkness have plundered from your family for generations anyway. Because, see, it was taken, stolen, and then redistributed. (laughs) And it was allowed to happen because of covenants that are made and established going back, I mean, thousands of years. So I think I've cracked the code. I may be wrong on a couple of points. I don't know. You take it, take it or leave it. Um, what I do know is that Proverbs 13, 22 says the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Now, uh, moving on to Psalm 127 verses three through five, right? That says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord and the fruit of a of the womb a reward as arrows are in the hand of a warrior so are children of one's youth happy blessed and fortunate is the man whose quiver is filled with them they will not be put to shame when they speak with their adversaries in gatherings at the city's gate right so sometimes people are going through this are going to hear voices and they're going to say your children are going to be punished for your decision to be free well That's because the children are viewed as the property of the bloodline. So I always have people claim their children as an inheritance from the Lord. Say, back up. So, you know, there's a reason for all of this language. And and some of it becomes so real as you are in the prayer. And more real than it would ever be just listening to me talk about it. Uh, The next point deals with spirit children in this part of the prayer. I always have people renounce and command destruction upon spirit children i i get a lot of questions like well what is a spirit child you know because no one talks about stuff like this and is the word spirit child in the bible no it's not and that that really does you know provide a problem because they well i only believe what i see written in the word of god it's like well i guess you don't believe in chopsticks <laughs> or printers <laughs> you know um did, did you find farberware in the bible you know your pots and pans i mean this stuff's just ridiculous some people's Mm, ignorance but nonetheless spirit children you know we run into them all the time and and the way i i believe it works is that we have two wombs right we, there there is a physical womb and a spiritual womb I, I, and i may be oversimplifying this I, I don't know one day i may have a better explanation 
But what essentially seems to happen is that when, when there is a normal conception, the two people come together, they consummate, um, sperm fertilizes an egg, that's conception at that moment. God distributes the human spirit from him, it comes from heaven, and it comes into the body, and uh, it, it emerges with that conception event. And so the spirit is basically with like a spiritual womb while the uh, physical body is in the physical womb. And it, I, I, I see them as kind of working together until the child is born. And then the, the, the human spirit is born with the physical body and you have a human. Um, so what these evil people have done is they found a way to impregnate spiritual wombs without also simultaneously impregnating a physical womb. And I have a lot of examples of this. I'm not going to go into them in this program because, again, we're not going to be here for three hours. Uh, so many times what you have is you have people associated with these evil bloodlines being used to produce spirit children that will provide strength and power for the bloodline. It's really weird. And so... Uh, the, the spirit children are essentially human or hybrid spirits birthed in the spirit realm. That's what they are. They're like demons. Uh, they actually are abominations. They don't have authorization for existence from God. But they exist in spontaneous generation of spiritual stuff. And um, some Illuminati families I've found working with survivors will, will actually have spirits that work specifically with the family to create spirit children for the family. I, I know for a fact the Merovingian family has this. And uh, these can be to people spirit husbands. Um, and when the spirit children are born, uh, they don't have an earthly humanly body. Uh, and, and they use these things for a lot of reasons. Uh, and, and I'm just going to say it, you know, and I, I may... Not, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you guys are going to respond to this information, but, you know, take it or leave it. I mean, th at the end of the day, all I'm trying to tell you is the prayer works. And I'm trying to give you some background. Uh, they use these spirit children for um, gatekeepers, uh, punishers, if the person's programmed uh, to punish parts of them that are dissociated. They use them uh, to populate other realms and planets. That might sound strange, but, you know, so at the end of the day, uh, I, I don't want this evil abominations to continue existence. So I always had the person command destruction to the spirit children that they were used to birth. And the powers of darkness actually lose a lot of power when the spirit children come under judgment and are destroyed. And of course, we, we use a strategy to do that of flooding their realms with living water. And um, we have seen that. In the spirit, it's it's just really powerful. So, okay, um, I'm not going to go any deeper into that. I want to get here to point eight. It says, "I now receive a blood transfusion." This is a clincher. This is the clincher part of the prayer. I receive a blood transfusion from Jesus Christ. In the process, I declare that all Rothschild circuitry, nanotech, back doors, front doors, wires, cables, chips, computers, backup programs, backup power sources, receptors, and eggs are destroyed, and that all of their residue is purged with living water. Now, all kinds of 
Spiritual and physical technologies are employed in the reinforcement of a bloodline level bondage. And what I've found, they will stop at nothing. I mean, this stuff, they are guarding it with everything they got. It boggles my mind. Folks, can you imagine? I actually deal with this stuff like every day. It's so in my face all the time. Like this actually seems like a normal conversation for me to have. Like I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm saying all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, everything I say makes sense. I know that for some people, they're going to hear me like, this guy's nuts. And that's okay. You can judge me. (laughs) But I'll tell you what. When people begin to see the power of this prayer, I will stand justified. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Uh, so this list of stuff that I'm talking about, wires, nanotech, backdoors, and front, it, it's been uh, conceived through a lot of frontline work. Remember how I was talking about how the Holy Spirit will language things for us. And when we get language from the Holy Spirit to speak during sessions and um, ministry times that lead to breakthrough, well, we find that much of the language that we get from the Holy Spirit repeats over and over. We're seeing the same language. And so if I articulate it in a list, it's just super effective. You don't have to figure anything out. Well, Daniel, I don't know what all that means. I don't know, I don't know what it all means either. <laughs> um, but we, we see this stuff time and time again. And, and, you know, as you go through this prayer, you know, say you're planning on saying it at this point. You, you may, as you're going through it, get additional items on that list or the various lists of stuff to name off that's going to be dealt with. You, you, you may get different different things. And, you know, you just speak whatever the Holy Spirit gives you because the Holy Spirit's going to language for you what you need to be free because it's the spirit of truth. And he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. This is just a, a list that's fairly thorough. Anyway, um, the blood transfusion is... The breaking point, you know, we spend a lot of time divorcing, renouncing, giving back, cutting off, shutting down. Then at this point, we're going to just do a total blood transfusion. All of that blood that's in a person that contains the covenants, binding these evil powers to them through their inheritance from their families, whatever, is now being displaced and replaced spiritually by the power of the blood of Jesus. And the Bible, again, it says we overcame the enemy. We overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What else should we be looking for to overcome with but the blood? So we get a, a blood transfusion. That's what we call for. As it goes through us, it's, it's, it, it's called upon to destroy all of this muck. And then we apply living water. Now watch this. Ephesians 5 says cleansing, or, or well, it says, um, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Can I tell you that the church that is going to be presented to Jesus Christ is going to have figured out how to get free from the Illuminati bloodlines? Oh, gosh. Wow. You know, I I really feel the spirit of the Lord on that. (laughs) 
<laughs> because, you know, when you're attached to these bloodlines, these genetics, and those are the back doors that are allowing hacking at the deepest levels of your existence, you have a spot. You, you, you're kind of blemished and wrinkled. It's not even your fault. You were born with it. But this is a body of believers that has figured out how to get set free. What is being incorporated here? The washing by the water of the word. That's living water. So we, we get the blood transfusion by which we overcame the enemy and we get the washing of water by the word which makes us to have no spot or wrinkle or blemish. Are you seeing biblical principles being um, unpacked through revelation that allows us to attack bondage at the deepest levels. Anyway, point nine. I now take authority over every evil spirit on the inside of me and around me that has been operating due to my Rothschild genetic code, markers, assignment, blood. I declare that you are discovered, apprehended, bound, pierced through, thrust out of me for judgment. I also discover every part that is a composite of genetic components of me and others associated with the family. Held together by a cord that binds, I declare that the cords are cut and that each part is separated into its components. All demonic components and components that are not of me are now bound and thrust out of me for judgment. I declare that all of you are now being sent to where the true Lord Jesus Christ sends you. Let me tell you. The Bible says in Matthew 12, 25-29, But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds a strong man, and then he will plunder his house? See, if you're dealing with a ruling spirit, say, freedom from heavenly powers, and, you know, you get to this part of the prayer and that prayer, you, you've actually gotten this ruling spirit out of the way. Now, all of the demons and lower ranking spirits under their control in the person can just be swept up like a broom. It's sweep, sweep. You're done. Without the ruling spirit, they don't have power. So you just clean the house. Well, see, all the ruling powers that are ruling through the covenants in the blood are now being cut off. So at this point, you can sweep up all those spirits that have been working through the Rothschild bloodline, Windsor bloodline, whatever. You're, you're sweeping them up. This is, this is strategy. Now, the next part of this is that, you know, you're actually cutting these cords. So here's what I found out that they do. They use these heavenly places and build laboratories there that are evil. And they take parts of people that they have traumatized there and they recombine parts of them with parts of other people. They'll, they'll put parts of other people in a, a bloodline and stitch them together. You know, kind of like taking two fabrics and stitching two pieces of fabric together. They'll take two pieces of soul fragment and stitch it together. Or they'll take a piece of soul fragment and a demon and stitch it together. Or they'll take a piece of soul fragment and artificial and synthetic intelligence and stitch it. I mean, they, they do really weird stuff. And then they redeposit it in the person and those binds, bonds anchor the family to the, the individual, right? And so you'll have in them parts that are part them, so they belong there, but parts other people in the family 
and, and they have no right to be there. But since they're stitched together, you have a construct. I call it a composite. And so in, in getting a person free, if you know you're dealing with composites on the front end, which you almost always are, uh, you just call it out. And the way to disintegrate a composite, they actually, that stitching, it's a cord that they use in the spirit. And oh, how, how, how did I figure that out? <laughs> the grace of God. The grace of God. An angel just came and pointed it out. He said, you see that cord? Make sure it gets cut and then it'll all come apart. Praise Jesus. You know, angel means messenger, right? So <laughs> message from God. Here's how to do it. So anyway, uh, you can cut these cords. And when you cut the cords, then that unravels all of the stitching of like parts of other family members and or, or evil spirits associated with the family. And they can all be escorted out to where the Lord Jesus sends them. Mm, boom, done. Then you move to point 10. Lastly, I pray that every spiritual object, tattoo, device, label, jewel, crown, scepter, marker, power source, grid, or branding placed in or around every part of me in order to anchor in my Rothschild heritage would be consumed in the holy fire of Jesus Christ and totally dissolved. Close every door, known and unknown, seen and unseen, and call them completely sealed. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you something. Uh, they will use spiritual objects, tattoos, devices, labels, jewels, crowns, scepters, all this stuff as backdoors or backup programs. So after you deal with this stuff, if you don't deal with these kinds of objects, they'll try to put it all back together after you're done with the prayer. So I just address it all at once because I know it's going to be there. And then just call it out. You know, Jeremiah 7.30 says, They have set their abominations in the house which is called by my name to pollute it. Well, you're the house of God, and they put abominations in your house to pollute you. And that's their backup program and backdoor. So what you want to do is you want to burn it all with holy fire. You want to burn it. A house can be defiled by abominations, so burn them. And let the purifying fire of God cleanse it. You know, God said in his word, I am a consuming fire. Jesus Christ came to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and in fire. So you purify with what? The resources of the kingdom. Now, there's one final point I want to say here before I close this program. Um, because <laughs> it's just like kind of in, important. You know, one of the most important parts of this prayer comes with the, the, the mention of grids. And a lot of people have no idea what a grid is. Like, what, what the heck is that? And, you know, I have dealt with a lot of grids. And let me give you an example of what a grid would be like. They take a person to a ritual, maybe on another realm. And they initiate them into something. And they uh, torment them and they take a part. And they put it spiritually as a node in a grid. And when that happens, that becomes a human agreement to be part of the grid. And the grid is actually able to transact trade through the spirit realm. And what they do is they plug people into these grids, mostly unknowingly, and they are able to traffic things through the spirit realm from them and to those in the bloodline or family that they want to have the stuff. So let's say a person's trying to break free but they have a part that's in a grid. That part that's in a grid is going to entitle the powers of darkness to steal financially from the person that's in the grid <laughs> and portal that into their global banking system. And the, and, and, and the families and powers and people that 
sit over that that are in full agreement with the powers of darkness that gave them power. They'll actually steal from the family members and their inheritance in Christ Jesus. And the legality is that as long as you're in that grid, that human agreement entitles them to steal from people or you. And there's no breakthrough because you never get out of the grid because you don't even know that the grid exists or that you're there. I, 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 you know, they, they use grids in different ways. They can put a grid in a womb. They, they, they can, there's, there's a lot of different types of grids. It, it's really strange. And I haven't figured this all out. They don't even, don't even ask me, Daniel, what's everything you know about grids? Because it, it's, a, it's a conversation that I have not fully unpacked yet. I, I haven't. What I do know is that I have seen the financial grids and how they're using them to steal from people, particularly those I've sat down and worked with. The Lord has shown them to us. And we have gone in, we've pulled parts of people out of the grids. And then we've destroyed the grids and pulled parts of every person that was in the grid out of the grid as we're leveraging judgment against them. And we, so we've done some of this work. Um, there may be some of you that listen to this program that have been set free of grids because of other people that I've sat down and worked with simply because you were in the same grid that got judged. I don't know. Um, but, you know, we know they exist. We know they're there. And so uh, sometimes you're, you're going to be plugged into these because you're part of a bloodline. You don't need to know any of that when you get this prayer in your hands. What you need to know is that you're burning the grid with holy fire and you're <laughs> renouncing the bloodline, right? So what I want to say at the end of the day is, look, there's a new resource at the bridemovement.com website. If you've attempted to use the freedom from principality prayer or, you know, I call it heavenly powers. If you've used the freedom from human persecutors prayer, if you've used the uh, evening prayer, you know there is power in these prayers. I, I mean, we get the testimonies all the time. Here's the next level, folks. And I call this, I, I, I purposely call this program How to Ruin the Illuminati because I want people to listen to it expecting to hear an actual strategy for ruining the Illuminati and then realize that they just heard it. It's called their freedom in Christ Jesus and the freedom of individual after individual after individual around the planet in Christ Jesus on the genetic and bloodline level. Stealing power from the families that squat on them and persecute and destroy their lives through the powers of evil they are covenanted with. <laughs> the more people get free on this level, the less power these global puppets are going to have. Period. That's the way it works. And so, if we want to see the Illuminati ruined, it's about time we start seeing people get set free, and it begins with you. That's it. I'm done. Folks, you've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.